Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. I'm your host, Joe Caruso, and we're looking forward to getting into what you might think is a little bit of a doozy today, but Mixed Messages is all about navigating all of the mixed messages that come from news sources and comedians, from our friends to advertisements, and everybody sounds convincing, and yet everybody seems to disagree. Where do we go from that, and how can we have a resource that allows us to set our eyes on Christ and what God wants in our life. Well, today we are going to navigate a conversation actually all about politics. Is the church supposed to be red? Is it supposed to be blue? Where do I fit in all of this? And how does Jesus play either the part or a part in all of those thoughts? Let's dive into this together. Hey Jeff, how's it going? Good. Yourself, Joe. Oh, I am. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. We're gonna get into some fun stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, this is uh, this is actually a question from one of our listeners, and I actually think they they put it very very well. So I actually want to just take a second and actually read the entirety of her question, and then we're gonna dive into a lot of this kind of stuff, which is just really really good. So she said. Uh, you've described the difference between single and closed-mindedness, and their mind instantly went to politics. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, can't wait to get this grenade today. <laughs> uh, I, I'm admittedly unpolitical to a fault, she says. It's a murky, confusing world I prefer to tiptoe around, mainly to avoid confrontational dinners and loud voices. She says, I do know enough to know that I don't align with one political party. There seem to be a clear biblical truth that aligns with specific issues on both sides of the political spectrum, and I therefore can't declare myself as a Democrat or Republican without feeling some discomfort. I had a neighbor say to me once, how can you tell yourself as a Christian, or how can you call yourself a Christian if you're not a Republican? I realize this is extreme, but it's certainly not an uncommon sentiment. I know Christians are not defined by a political party, but I've since that day wrestled with the blatant judgment of my heart for God. I have a lot of questions about the political divide inside of churches, and there seems to exist blue and red churches, per se. This is not a single-mindedness as we've been describing it. Uh, How and why is this happening? I've decided my first allegiance to Jesus, I just— don't feel I need to declare myself Republican or Republican. You can figure that out later, right? <laughs> and voting is always difficult for me. Am I approaching this wrong? Ah, I just need some help navigating this. I'm like, wow, really yeah. well-written question. And they're struggling, right? They're trying to figure this out. Yeah. And <laughs> the podcast is called Mixed Messages. If there's one topic on our planet, or especially in our country, yeah. that has a lot of mixed messages— this is the definition of it for sure <laughs> and it and uh yeah so it was great to be with you guys today amen <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in our next episode of mixed messages <laughs> Woo! yeah this is a hard one and um the it's funny when you th- when you talk about politics i think um the normal christian answer would be um you know are you red are you blue well we're purple you know, we're we're not Republican, we're not Democrat, we're a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And I would say, um, are you red, are you blue? And I would say, well, we're like the number eight. Right. Like we're a completely different thing as Christians. And so as a as a Christ follower, I'm not gonna take 
any of my cues from any political party about anything. And so I, I love in her question, she said, I'm, I've decided I'm fully committed to following Christ. I'm like, there you go. Yep. Um, let's be fully committed to following Christ. And then let's discern the times that we live in, mm-hmm. right? So do the Republicans win? Do the Democrats win? I don't care either. Um, if you're honest and you look back, um, every politician that you've ever been excited about has lied to you at one level or another, <laughs> yeah. right? And and people will get defensive about that, and they're like, no, that's not true. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. Um, well, JFK got us into Vietnam. He's the one who started that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, LBJ, I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, and then and then you get all like, what about Reagan? I'm like, do you remember I ran Contra? Like, like all the, what about Obama? What about, but I'm like, guys, they, they're all flawed human beings. Yep. Uh, none of them are Jesus. And so we, we need to be careful that we don't give kingdom credibility to human beings who have their own self-interest in mind. I, I feel in a lot of ways that the church has surrendered the moral ground, the moral high ground, hmm. because we've entered politics incorrectly, right? So we're like, th- and that's where, uh, how can you be a Christian and not be a Republican? I'm like, super easy for me, right? And you could flip that. How can you be a Christian not be a Democrat? I'm like, super easy for me, right? right? Because I don't find any of my identity. There's nothing in the scripture that's tied to a party. There's nothing in the scripture that's tied to a country or even a culture, mm-hmm. right? So the kingdom of God is just greater than all of that. And I'm not going to give the credibility of the pulpit or the church or my personal testimony to those things. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to look at the issues in our world today and discern those as best that I can through a biblical lens. And if you looked and said, well, then uh, you can't align with either party, I would be like, right. And then if you looked and said, which our our uh, listener was asking, like, how do I vote then? I'm like, well, let's talk about that then. So when I, when I go to the voting booth, so to say, what am I looking for? What I'm looking for is I'm looking for the predominant biblical moral issues of the day. So what we've done in our political system, and this is because, honestly, because the church, this is where I feel like we've surrendered some of our moral authority, has entered it. We have, we have politicized spiritual issues and spiritualized political issues, Mm. right? And I think the discerning Christian has to step away from that, where we look and say there is clear direction on spiritual issues. And if I can support that spiritual issue, I'm going to cast a vote in that direction. Um, Probably in a two-party system, I'm looking for where the most uh, bang for my buck's gonna happen spiritually with casting that vote. If I'm trying to fix the country, you don't do that in the voting booth. Uh-uh. These are separate things. Uh, God did not call us to save a country, he called us to build a kingdom. Uh-huh. 
So the disciples struggled with this, right? The early church struggled with this. And, and the, the Christ follower is not, when I think about uh, voting, I'm not thinking about the spiritual health of the country. I'm thinking of spiritual issues that, that I can affect playing out in real time in a political system, mm-hmm. right? So the, <clears throat> does it matter the character of the president? Well, sure it does. D- does it matter um, uh, if you can trust his word or not? Like, sure it does. Find me one that that's true on, <laughs> right? So when we see enormous character that plays uh, plays out, it usually costs that pu- that president politically. And it's funny, then we respect it. So it's part of why we respect an Abraham Lincoln. That's part of why we would respect a George Washington. Like, it's not, if you got into the nuances of what they did, you wouldn't agree with everything that they did. But you see them willing to, like, actually serve in a personal, and by having a personal cost, right? Or in Lincoln's case, um, it cost him his life. And you're like, man, that, that's amazing. When you see good leadership, you don't respect all of their policies. You, you look at like an FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Um, most Republicans would hate the New Deal, but the guy led us through World War II and did a good job. Uh-huh. So give him credit for that, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. So usually, we, usually what happens is like we find things about an administration and we're like, I like that, I don't like this. And I'm like, right. So you're trying to find the most of I like that that you can find mm-hmm. and then you know that you're not gonna li- uh, like a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's because we're electing a human being. <clears throat> most people, most Christians, would flip out if Jesus ran the country. <laughs> yes, they would. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So we're like, we're like, we need to get a you know a guy like Jesus in there. I'm like, you wouldn't like it Mm-mm. if Jesus ran the country because he he lets you follow him now and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so if it was if it was, if it was law. You know, see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, come on, we we got to get past all this. So what I do is I look for spiritual issues that I want to affect. For for me, those are usually issues of life, and they're usually issues of morality, and they're usually issues of um, <clears throat> some level of how our nation treats another nation. Mm-hmm. And then probably, if I'm honest, it's some something tied to some kind of like religious freedom, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna think about as a pastor, I'm gonna think about how laws affect the church and don't. Mm-hmm. And the more that I can get those laws to align and give freedom to the church, the more I'm gonna like that, mm-hmm. right? That's about where my line's gonna stop. Sure, right? Um, people will say, "Well, what about caring for the poor?" And I'll say. That's the church's job. Uh, that's not the government's job. We have we have delegated it to the government, but what that does is that looks lets us, uh, if we're not careful, look and say, well, we pay our taxes. What do I care about more people? And that's not the calling of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? What about uh, the environment? I'm like that. That is a. There's a thousand different ways to attack that. 
So you can stop using coal or you can start using clean coal. So it's a political issue. So I'd be like, well, it's up to you. I don't, you know, either way, I think we're stewards of the environment. Mm -hmm. I think there's a bunch of ways to be a good steward of the environment. So whatever you think there. What about like abortion? And I would be like, that's not a political issue. Oh yeah, it is. It's the hottest one. Nope, you're you're those are you're thinking about that wrong. That's a spiritual issue, right? That has been politicized. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what about uh, issues of marriage, morality? I'm like, well, those aren't political issues. Those are biblical issues that have entered into a a, a secular government setting. And so, right, my 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 views on those things are not formed by my government. They are formed by my God, right? See yeah. how that works? I think, Jeff, what, one of the things you're saying, I love this. This is because the whole spiritual versus political argument is so good. I've met some folks where so much of their opinion is formulated, even about these quote-unquote spiritual issues, from political sources. And so they think they're getting a Christ-following um, sense of, let's say, abortion or helping the poor or whatever, because they're reading it through the lens of a political document. That's you're you're not going to the source that you're. We're accidentally. I think most of it, most of it is probably accidental, but you're you're going to a political arena to get a spiritual answer, and then you're saying because it's spiritual, I'm going to vote that way politically. That's right. And so. Um, we need to go to the scripture. We need to go to non-politically biased Christian resources on what is the value of life? What is the church's role That's among right. the poor? What is the church's role when it comes to accepting a neighbor or how we treat other countries? Not politicized, because that's all about getting votes. That's right. And, and, and if you get into this stuff is not publicized, but there are hundreds of thousands of pro-life Democrats Mm-hmm. There are hundreds of thousands of pro-choice Republicans, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, so I'm like, it, it cuts across the spectrum. I'm neither one of those things. I'm looking and saying, in in a governmental system that I have a freedom to be involved with, uh, can I affect it? Now, if I live in uh, uh, an oppressed country where I don't get to vote, I'm still anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I can't vote about it. Mm-hmm. I, you see, what I'm saying I don't have a choice to affect it that way. Where we get into issues, I think, is is exactly what you said. When when I decide that this political point of view is driving my conversation, and it's a narrow thing, so I'll step on a landmine here. And I'm going to pay for this one, but <laughs> I give you an example of this right now. It's Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter is a spiritual cry that has been politicized. And I'm looking and I'm saying, do, do Black Lives Matter? Yes. Is Black Lives uh, often or sometimes uh, focuses of injustice? Yes. Why does that matter to you? Because I'm a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me because there was a riot or a political cry or a political organization that arose. 
it matters to me that because I actually believe that we're all created in the image of God. And if my brother or sister in Christ or my human brother and sister, that matters to me a ton. Mm-hmm. See? Well, Jeff, why don't you say all life matters? Because that's a polit- that that has become a politicized statement, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like that that's a anti this, and I'm like I'm not getting into that arena. But when I when I hear my brothers and sisters say, uh, "You're not hearing us. You don't understand us. This is a real critical." I'm like I'm listening to that. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely listening to that. Um, the church has had the church has failed in these ways because it came from the political arena. Yes, and so a uh, hundred years ago, it was women and them voting. I'm like, really? I mean that that was like something the church was against that women should vote. <laughs> well, that is so like it's foreign to us today, but that battle was being fought. The, the racism politically was fought in the church. And I'm like, this is nuts. Well, it's the same thing because these earthly concerns were driving the church instead of the church driving these earthly concerns. You know, it's the, it was the 1960s, so it was 60 years ago where Billy Graham was looking at churches in North Carolina saying, I'm not coming if we don't integrate this. He was saying that to church people. Yep. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, that, that, the church, the, here's, here's the bottom line. 30, 40 years ago, the church should have stepped up and said, hey, Black Lives Matter. Yep. But we were mute, and so politically it hit. The church should have stepped up 100 years ago and said, no, in Christ there's no male, female. Like, what do you mean women can't vote? Right. But we didn't do that, right? Because those are biblical issues, and the church failed on those biblical issues, right? The same tension and problem plays out for us today in in. And the church, if we're not careful for the church and believers, we'll punt that ball to the political arena. And we'll say, see, they're just socialist. No, what? Right. But the, the cry, that organization might be, mm-hmm. but the cry is not, you have to discern through that. So criminal justice reform, well, that's a Democrat thing. Like, no, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing. And if your son was in that jail because he couldn't hire a lawyer, that's a thing. Yep. Well, uh, celebrating our police department, that's a Republican thing. Nope, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Christians honor the authority placed over us when we're able to. We don't go spit in a cop's face. Mm -hmm. We don't do that, right? So we have to sort those things out. In our system, that sorting winds up with an R or a D in front of it. Yep. And and as a believer, I walk into that voting booth as a believer, not as a conservative or a liberal, not even I'm not even independent. Mm-hmm. I'm on a team. It's just Christ's team. And I have to use discernment to sort that stuff through. And what that means is that politically, I'm not really going to be able to land in in most places. Now, as a believer, I also have freedoms. 
right? So if you say, uh, hey, Jeff, can we put a tax on you so that we can, you know, plant trees somewhere? I'm usually like, no, <laughs> right? I don't want to pay more taxes. But here's the thing for me here locally in the, in the greater Akron area. If there's a tax for the metro park, I vote for it. Yeah. Like, I love our metro parks, yep. right? If there's a tax for the uh, MRDD board, like, I'll vote for it. Like, no, I, I really, I think that stuff's important. If there's a tax to, you know, I don't know, do put a waterfall in somewhere, I'm like, no. Right. <laughs> right? So I have my opinions, mm-hmm. but I think what our our uh, our listener is asking is, what what's the moral issues and I would say, if you're better known for your politics than your love for Christ, you're too into politics. Yeah, if your moral, if your moral issues are defined from a political arena, you're not even looking at the correct plane as a Christ follower. That's correct. And I think that that's where I, I love the boldness that you shared. Of these are the places where the church has failed, and it's not necessarily because the church wasn't involved in the conversation, it's because the church didn't allow the issues to remain a God and man, a God and humankind conversation. It became a political argument. That, that's right. So so the civil rights movement, uh, Dr. King, is not a political movement. It had political ramifications. There was a civil rights bill. It's an important bill. But when when Dr. King and others are marching, I'm like, I, I'm too young. I hope, I hope I would have had a conviction before God, right, to, to be in that because that is not like you may, you're looking at a human being saying, sit in the back, what in the world are we doing? Mm-hmm. That is ungodly, yep. right? Now, it was a lot of churches, a lot of churches pushed against that, and a lot of churches, and they found that they perverted the scripture. They found a rash, and we are not above that now. On either side of the coin, there are there are pastors who would look and say abortion's not a big deal, and I would look and say I don't know what book you're reading, man. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a big deal. I'm unapologetic about that being a big deal. Uh, there are pastors who would look and say, um, if you don't carry a gun, you don't protect your family. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. There were <laughs> there were no guns in the bite. Like, there's more than one way to... I, I don't think protect your family means conceal carry permit. Right. But if you want to, go ahead. Sure. But it you, it's not the pulpit... Mm-hmm. That that's gonna that's gonna come from, and this country, this country, God sets up and tears down nations. That's not our job. This idea that like this country was founded on God's word, I'm like, partially, mm-hmm. <laughs> partially, because it was also founded on slave labor. It was also founded on the oppression of women. Like, there's a lot. Like, we just have to be on. I don't. We have to resent it mm-hmm. necessarily, or. or we just have to be honest about what we're talking about. This country has been corrected by God's word several times. And probably that's what's missing a lot right now is God's word doesn't hold an authority. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Because you can't be a Christian if you're not a Republican, right? Mm-hmm. 
back to what she wrote. And I'm like, eh, boy, that got mixed and, and got perverted in there. Yeah, I sure. can't imagine, like, in a very logical sense, if I don't agree about everything with anyone. Right. I love my wife and daughter to pieces, and we disagree about quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Like, and so if I'm going to put my allegiance in a political arena, assuming that I agree about everything with these hundreds of millions of people, it is, it's folly. And then I think if we would assume that God would then say, well, you know what? This is the position. This is the political arena in one of the countries at one point in time on earth that I agree with everything on. Yeah. But when we elevate politics, we probably wouldn't say that out of our mouths, but it's kind of where we're allowing our hearts and mind to rest. Yeah. And that's dangerous. And and then you look back, you know, everybody romanticizes the past, right? So when you look and say, well, God uses or use this country, I'm like, you're right. He uses every nation. Right. Right. So absolutely. I had a guy one time ask me, he said, um, he said, are you patriotic? And I said, what I am is grateful. Hmm. So I don't pledge allegiance to anything but Christ and Christ alone, but I am grateful. I am grateful for our freedoms. I am grateful for our, our prosperity. I am grateful to our military. I am, I am grateful to our protesters. I'm grateful that Dr. King stood against the system mm-hmm. and others, right? Um, I, I am very aware that a lot of people have given their life so that I can live the life that I live. I'm grateful. Are you patriotic? I'm like, what do you mean, <laughs> right? Well, do, are you, do you bleed red, white, and blue? I'm like, no, I bleed Christ. I, it, it's Christ, Christ alone, Christ always, Christ above all things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I understand I have to leave my father, my mother, sister, brother. I, I, it's Christ and Christ alone. That takes me into that voting booth, right? Why do you even vote? Because I had the freedom to do that, and people paid a very high price for me to vote on a tax increase. Right. And who I think the who I want the president to be. So you're a Trump guy, an Obama guy. I'm a nobody guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm looking and saying, how can these issues be possibly affected? Because I've been given the gift of freedom and having a voice, and I don't. I actually feel very strongly that Christians should vote because it's a gift, right? It's a gift from God. That the, the uniqueness of what we're able to do as an American is we get to participate, and God ultimately raised that up. And I think it's an insult to any soldier who gave their life. I'm like, I, I understand that. On a macro scale, that's what happened. And I'm like, I'm not... I'm not taking that for granted, uh-huh. but I'm not diving into your camp. I'm going in there as a Christ follower and, and practicing that. Yeah, because there's there's one thing that doesn't change, and that's Christ and his kingdom. That's right. I guess that's two things, but you know what I mean. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like none, if, if the country turns completely tyrannical tomorrow, I still serve Christ. And if the country did everything I wish it ever would forevermore tomorrow, 
I still serve Christ. That's right. In, in the country, I'm raised in a middle-class white home. If you're raised in a an inner-city minority home, we have had very different experiences. Yep. Politics will never bridge that. No. Politics uses all that. Christ, I sit down with my brother and sister, and I'm like, I want to understand their perspective. They should want to understand mine. And then we unite to, with Christ, and then we bring the church to bear mm-hmm. on those. The church is the conduit, not the political system. Yeah. This is um, so much of what you just shared about wanting to listen to people really is we can have that confidence in Christ. He did this. He knew exactly who he was. He knew where he stood with the Father, and yet he came to serve and be a ransom for many. He's like, because I know who God is and what his kingdom is, I can trust and build a relationship uh, with others. I, Dwayne Reed, who's on our staff, this quote has stuck with me all summer long. He said, if we, if we trust that the overarching story is God's, that if someone needs judged, he's the judge. That if if vengeance is his, all those all those intense pieces, mm-hmm. that there's room enough for us to follow Christ and and love the way He called us to yeah, do it. That's good. Um, and so, uh, yeah, th- th- this is this can't wrap up. I'm sure every political thought and question everybody has, but it all has to start there. And and let me say this, and and I'll say this kind of strongly. Um, so as you're listening, please trust that I love you, but I'll say this. If I hate Democrats and I hate Republicans, people, you're in sin. Yep. We love our, if, if you do everything I hate, I'm called to love you, right? Now I can hate a policy, I can hate, a position, whatever, right? There's freedoms in that and all the rest. But if that turns into you as a Christ follower standing on a street corner on either side of the aisle screaming at other people, you're in sin. Yep. That That is not the path of Jesus. And to throw Christ onto that, I'm screaming at you because of Christ, I'm screaming at you because of Christ, you have insulted and and devalued the name of Christ. To sit down and have that kind of, there's a there's a moment in our country right now where the church can lead the way in sitting down and talking through deep disagreements politically while walking away loving each other and being united in Christ. And is Grace Church a red church or a blue church? We're not we're not red or blue and we're not purple. Yep. We're, we're Jesus. And uh, I, I had somebody years ago say, uh, can I pass out the Republican voting guide? And I said, as long as you talk to the Democrat over there and they can pass out theirs. And they, they looked at me, they go, Democrats go here? <laughs> and and I, it was funny. It was funny. And I looked at them and I said, people who love Jesus go here. Yeah. And, and that is who we're going to be. And we're going to be nothing less... We will not devalue the message of Jesus by making it a earthly agenda of anything. Somebody asked me once, this is when Obama was in office, they said, I I said something like that to them. They said, 
So if President Obama asked to speak here, would you let him? I'd say, I, and I said, I would let him say hi, and then I would invite him to listen to the sermon because the Word of God is stronger. President Trump wants to come to Grace Church. He's, any, any government official is welcome at Grace Church at any time. They will be treated with honor and respect. I don't care who they are. Can, can they speak? Uh, no, because the Word of God is more valuable than the Word of them. Yep. They can say hi. Sure. <laughs> right? But that's going to be our position all the time. I love it. I love it because I love Jesus, <laughs> and I, I want what he wants, and I want him to continue to shape our thoughts and our motives. And uh, Jeff, thanks, because this is not a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in some ways it's kind of fun, yeah, but, it's like, fun. Um, but it's not an easy one to navigate, and I think that's why so many of us have these types of questions. Mm-hmm. So um, as you've been listening to this and you're kind of engaging this, whether you're kind of calmed by this conversation or you're incensed by it, like kind of either way, continue to go to Christ, continue to have these conversations, and um, let's continue to look to Him. If you guys uh, need anything, if you have questions that you want to be asked and answered through mixed messages, make sure you go to our website, bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. You can fill out a form there, let your questions be heard, and we'll start diving into how do we look at Christ through those particular topics. Go ahead and subscribe, follow us, send us any direct messages where we can help you out. And of course, you can join us on any given weekend here uh, on site in the Akron area, or you can find us online. Just hit our website. We'd love to see you there. And of course, thanks for jumping in with us today as we seek God and try to find his voice through all the mixed messages of the day. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time.